Last year, the loss of taste and smell quickly became a hallmark symptom of COVID-19. But losing taste and smell seemed like a mild temporary inconvenience in comparison to the other serious health consequences of the virus. But what if your taste and smell doesn't come back? Or worse, comes back in a way that is distorted, especially when food brings so many of us so much joy. We sat down with Nicole McLaughlin, chef and culinary video star of All Recipes for today's episode. She talked with us candidly about how COVID has changed her taste and smell, how it's impacted her professional and personal life, and what she's filling her spare time with now that she's cooking less elaborate family meals. Let's dive in. I'm super excited about our guest today. It's Nicole McLaughlin, who is a chef. She went to Johnson & Wales, and she is now the culinary producer and the video talent for All Recipes. You will find her online on Instagram at Nicole McMom. Um, you may have seen her in the past with her videos, Mom Versus, which are some of those are my favorite videos to go back and watch. So thank you so much for being here today. Thank you for having me. I'm excited to share my story. Yeah. So, and to, to back up just a tad, we're having Nicole because Nicole had COVID and lost her sense of taste and smell. But she has had an unusual, um, it isn't totally back. No. No. She had an unusual experience and she still doesn't really completely have her taste and smell back. So we wanted to talk to her partly because I know taste and smell and food are a lot of what brings me happiness. <laughs> Absolutely. And it also plays such a huge role in your job, which, you know, to, to make an assumption, like I assume that you love your job. And so when it affects your job too, that also affects, you know, your mental health. That would be a fair assumption. Tell us a little bit about, so yeah. Tell, your, us little, tell your, us your story. Your COVID journey. Go for it. Yeah. All right. Um, so I had COVID early November, and it was a mild case, you know, I guess compared to some others. But um, I did lose my taste and smell completely, and I tested it by, like, grabbing the bottle of – I don't recommend this, people – the bottle of bleach or um, vinegar or, or pine saw, something really strong, and I would just inhale it really hard to see <laughs> – I just, it was the weirdest thing to inhale something that strong and get nothing. So that might be why I'm suffering these consequences <laughs> still, but um, lost that completely. But other than that, I, my symptoms were very mild. And then about, right about the three-month mark, it started to come back, but it was very weak. And then it was gradually getting a little bit better. But in order to smell or taste things, I think... It was more of the smell than the taste because your smell affects your taste yeah. so much. But um, in order to smell something, I had to look at it. My brain had to register what I was smelling. It's and that example. is uh, a lemon. Or let me say, um, if the house was burning, I wouldn't know. But if I saw smoke, I could smell it. So if I was, you know, squeezing a lemon in my dish, I like looking at the lemon and I would hold the lemon up to my nose and and then I could smell it. But it still wasn't as strong as it should be. Interesting. So you're kind of having to retrain your brain. Yes. Almost. And I learned that that's what it's about. Okay. So then it really showed the connection of your brain and the effects that this disease or virus has on your brain. And that's when, when it became like scary. And I'm like, I hate this. Um, 
Well, let's just let's pause right there because it, it gets it goes on. It goes on. <laughs> but three months is a long time to not have taste and smell because for most people, um, yeah, it comes back like after it comes back after about weeks. two to four weeks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So what was it like living with no taste or smell for three months and then trying to go back to work once you were over COVID? Yeah. With no taste or smell since you work in the food industry. I had to, you know, use my family as a guinea pig. Like, does this, how does this taste? How does this smell? Um, I kept thinking it was about to come back. Like, I I was still hopeful. And now where I am today, I'm like, I'm scared that it's never going to come back fully or the way it's supposed to. And we can get there, I guess, where I'm at now. But at that point, I just kept saying, it'll come, it'll come, it'll come. So I kept doing the little test with the vinegar you know, I was trying to look at things and smell them. The one thing I kept doing, I, I, I tried to have a few markers. So, like, coffee, um, cinnamon. Somebody had told me that cinnamon works and, like, essential oils, but I didn't have any essential oils. So I just used the bottle of um, cinnamon and a lemon. And those, I was just kind of, like, working my way up to those. And so I would inhale those things, and gradually I could – you know, I got really excited the first time I could smell the cinnamon. And it was very faint, but I was like, it's coming back. So then I was very hopeful. So and then it's just like every day you kind of took would a try to do of that. all of them. Yep. Yeah. Okay. And I kept thinking it was going to get better. Well, because there is that element. Like, so when I had COVID, I did. I lost my sense of taste and smell. And there is that element of, of like when you talk to people anecdotally where they're like, okay, well, I got a little bit, and then the next day, maybe I regressed, or maybe I got a little bit more, and then all of a sudden, it, like, one day, like, for me, one day, I ate lunch, and I tasted the whole thing. Then I went and I ate dinner. I couldn't taste anything, and so I didn't fully understand, but but I kept getting those, like, little signals, and then it really just came back. And it gave you hope. Yeah, for the, for the most <laughs> yeah. part, with a few weird things, but yeah, it gave me a lot of hope, so I get that, like, that you were so excited and you were like okay this is hopeful so basically you lived three months of waking up every morning being like maybe today is the day. maybe today yeah. is the day so and how did yeah. it affect you like you are known for your cocktail making on your instagram and you are you love your red wine you're italian how did it affect you just daily just in you know just keeping your hopes up that yeah. <laughs> maybe today was the day Things were not tasting bad. They were just tasting really weak. So I was still like the cocktail I would have would be just like a vodka soda because that doesn't have much flavor anyway. And it was it still tasted mostly the same. So like I said, it was more the smell than the taste for me. And it was like that the whole time I had COVID. Um, but then I don't. Yeah. Then when I would go back to work, I mean, I just was going on, surely this tastes good. And then a lot of what I do is video, so I was using existing recipes to to shoot. So, I mean, yeah, so it really didn't depend on my taste. I wasn't developing a lot at that time. I was shooting a lot of pre-existing recipes. That you already tasted and knew. Yeah, so those – and I just – I guess my memory knows, like, what things taste like. You know, so I guess I was – Assuming it tasted correctly, but I have no idea if it did or not. So, 
you kind of sound like you're in a little bit of a stage of acceptance right now of where you're at, like still hopeful, a little bit fearful. But like, when did you get to that part? Okay. Where, where well, you... unless maybe we should say what happened after those first three months. Yeah. So it, it got much worse. I was, I was hopeful when it was coming back and it was just weak. But then right about the three month mark, uh, things changed and everything one day started smelling and I guess tasting like shallots. And then it was like shallots mixed with hard-boiled egg. And I really thought that it had come back fully. I was like so excited because I had prepped all these onions and shallots for a video the day before. And I go to my fridge the day of and I open it and I got the biggest whiff of shallots. And I was like, oh my God. But then I looked at my assistant and I was like, I smell the shallots. Like, it smells like shallots. I thought it had come back. But then the rest of the day, everything, everything <laughs> smelled and tasted like shallots. And I just thought, I mean, I even went home and took a shower because it was, like, in my hair. I just thought it was because I had cooked that all day. But then the next day, it smelled like that again. And then the next day and the next day and the next day. Do you even want to eat shallots now? No. <laughs> the shallots and, and eggs. I really can't eat right now. So how long has this been going on? This has now been going on for about three months. No, maybe long, at least three months. At this and point. everything still smells like shallots. Like, so now it's or some not, version of it. it's just all distorted now. So I don't know if what the shallots did. I think the shallots probably had some, because they were really strong in my fridge. They turned something on um, in your brain. They did something. But now it is just a distorted smell and it's not everything and it's not that strong and it's not you know um I believe it's called perosmia is what I have but I have not been to the doctor or had this diagnosed um where it's just a distorted smell so now there's just the onions actually aren't as bad they don't smell as bad to me anymore it's just a handful of foods now that smell like a sulfuric gas mixed with hard-boiled egg mixed with I describe it like, you know, in the cartoons when there's like a green gas coming out of the sewer, mm -hmm. whatever you imagine that to smell <laughs> like is what I smell and taste. It's so like with a set group of foods now. Now it's a set group of foods. I feel like I really haven't been exploring. Um, oh, I will say throughout this whole process, sweet stuff, sugar tastes like sugar. So there was a so period weird. where I was eating cake and cookies because it was like it was the only thing that tasted good and it tasted and normal. I'm not a sweets person generally right but at night so that was not so you can you can taste that I could taste sugar sugar tasted like okay. sugar but like chocolate tasted a little rancid you know yeah because it's got those flavors um wine was not good tequila was awful like I really miss a margarita that has not that has gotten a little better but um I still can't drink like bourbon so vodka seems to be the uh the only the safe go-to the only safe go-to right now um but the handful of foods that are really getting me and some of them are related so I don't know what this means if there's a scientist out there or somebody that would like to use me as your guinea pig you know call me um I would, so it's like watermelon, uh, bell peppers, 
cucumbers. And these are things I was eating a lot of, or I've always eaten a lot of, but especially kind of right before all this happened. Interesting. I was eating like one of those bell peppers with the cream cheese and stuff like every day. Um, Can't eat a bell pepper right now. Especially a raw one. Like when I go to cut it, it's like that cartoon. Like I feel like the green gas comes out of it. And then smoky things like bacon, sausage, whatever, barbecue. That must be a problem just driving around Birmingham. (laughs) I'm serious. (laughs) It's a problem because my kids love those things. And so like I will go to make them a turkey sandwich and I open that pack of turkey and it's like, oof. Watermelon is our favorite fruit. And I mean... We go through a watermelon a week, and I, but I will. St- I'm still hopeful. Yeah. I just keep taking bites, even though it's like a ball of gas in my mouth. It's so interesting because those aren't foods with strong aromas or odors. They're pretty mild. I mean, cucumber, yeah. watermelon. That's where I'm like the the um, the onion has subsided. Mm-hmm. It it mostly smells like an onion now. That would be my worst nightmare. Just just to put it out there, if all I smelled was onion. All day. Like, I only, like, cook onion. I don't cook yeah. onion. Oh, well, I don't yeah, like you... raw onion. I mean, you might you might as well just. Uh, well, okay, I'm guessing, because I'm sure people are wondering this. I'm guessing you've lost weight, because this has to do something to your appetite. Or maybe you didn't, because I always worried about losing my taste and smell, because I thought I would be the type that would, like, constantly be, like, tasting, try, feeling like I need to eat. To see if, like, te- let's test this food. Let's try this one. Let's, let's try this one. So what happened just to your food intake in general? I've Yeah, I, I would say in the beginning, I was worried I was going to go the other way because, like I said, sugar tasted good. So I was eating the sweet things. And if I was doing a video on cakes and pies, I was like, okay, I can taste this. Like, this is great. Um, but then, so I would, I guess now in the stage I'm in or the past couple months, I probably have lost a few pounds because I guess I don't know if I'm more in the acceptance phase or the, I just, I'm in this point where I feel like it's not going to change. So I'm like, what's the point in pouring the red wine at night? Which I, you know, I just would like to have like one glass, you know, after the kids go to bed and that has, that doesn't happen anymore. So those are a bunch of calories that (laughs) I don't have during a week. Um, And just, yeah, not taking as many bites at work of just food that's sitting there because I know it's not going to taste good. I used to just eat it anyway. Yeah. Now, yes, I, it has gotten a little depressing. So it, I can see how this whole thing has affected a lot of people and their mental health. Yeah. Well, you just teed it up perfectly for me to jump in. So you know, we, we've been talking about this, about this topic. And, you know, anecdotally, Carolyn and I, because we both, like, love food, we were like, I mean, we would just be beside ourselves not to make light of what you're going through or, you know, so we're like, all right, like we, we really want to explore this more and kind of, you know, just, and just understand like the, the people that I know who have had COVID most have some, I mean, they're my friends, so they love food too, but, or they like, they work in the food industry. Like one of my friends who owns a restaurant, she lost her sense of taste and smell um, probably for like a month or so. And, and it has always, like, been this, like, common theme, right, of this just sucks. Mm-hmm. This really, really yeah. sucks. So in preparation for today, you know, Carol and I were doing a little research. And I, of course, I get really excited when there's new research that comes out. <laughs> I'm such a nerd. So I, of course, like. I hope believe- it's hopeful uh, information. Great. <laughs> <laughs> 
way to let down the guests. Wow. Nicole's never well, coming back. Well, it confirmed what we were already anecdotally feeling. Like, if we, if we were in your situation, we would just be, I think I'd be very depressed. Um, and, but we didn't, we hadn't seen any research, research right. to and it goes, suggest our Right, exactly. Our, our very scientific opinion. Yes. Yeah, I mean, and it goes back to the fact that, you know, COVID is very new, and so we don't have a lot of info. We don't have as much information about it as we might have about right. other, you know, illnesses. But anyway, the a study really did. It just came out in April of this year, so that's like new, 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 fresh, fresh, fresh. And they looked at people who had lost their smell and taste with COVID and just kind of like the way that it impacted, you know, the way that it impacted them in their lives. And it it looked at, you know, at mood for sure. It also looked at, like, did it impact any part of their daily life? Like, did it make them, were they more isolated as a result of it? Um, there was even, they looked into insomnia as well. So, but back to the mental health aspect of it, they did. They found that it it absolutely, like, impacted a decent percentage of people who lost their sense of taste and smell. It really did impact their like just their general mental wellness um and it even said that in i mean a small percent like in 28 percent of their participants that it triggered anger which i thought was really really interesting um but again like that all still comes back to just like kind of your mental state of mind and your Mm -hmm. you know mental wellness have you gone through the anger stage no i haven't i haven't gotten angry i'll say maybe Maybe it's made me a little more productive in some ways because because I'm not just standing there eating. You know, like, I'll go do something else because it's just not as much fun. But food is my life. Like, I, yes, I just want to taste. I want to enjoy the meal. Like, I'm not cooking as much for my kids. Or if I am, I mean, I don't even care. Like, I don't care as much. I'm just like, y'all want chicken again? Chicken and rice? Okay. Um what about because work? Not- because that you, I mean, your work also revolves totally around food, and you've loved your work, and you're, I mean, it's, it's got to have taken some joy and just, I don't know, out of. I rely work. a lot on what I know, and like, sure, you know, I I remember what all these things taste like, and and I, you know, I'm a good judge in the flavor. I'm just trusting that it tastes the way it's supposed to taste I mean I've got not everything is ruined so like when I'm tasting food in a video it does actually taste good because I know I guess my brain is trained enough to know like these things together do taste good and they actually do taste good but when I taste I don't know if I think about just the flavor specifically or if I get too thought, wound up in it, then that's where it gets messed up. But there was one, like I did have to create a chili recipe. And I called it the best chili ever. <laughs> and that's what it's called. And and I like to, I would like to believe it is a the best chili ever. Damn good chili. But I'm I'm not sure. So once all this passes, I'm going to make the recipe I developed. I mean, I had the people in the kitchen taste it, and they enjoyed it and whatever. But I wasn't – I'm not 100% sure that it's the best chili ever. Yeah. Um, well, but I'm going to test it again once all this 
comes back. Have you looked into long-term prognosis? Are you scared to, or do they know anything? I feel like, like how you're saying this research is new. I, I think that's why I've hesitated on really going to the doctor. I feel like, because I don't ever see anything about it, that I feel like I'm just going to wait on them to do some more research. And like I said, if it, like anyone needs a guinea pig, because I just feel like there's not that much research on it. And I don't know a lot of people who have it like I have it. I've heard of a lot of people having it. Mm-hmm. Now, since I have shared it on my Instagram, I have gotten a lot more people than just the people I know. So that have experienced the same thing. And some will say, yes, it's, or I'm so glad to hear this, you know, it's onions for me or it's gasoline for me or um, everything I taste um, or smell smells like a wet ashtray. And it's like, but it's all in that same, they're just describing it. Like I'm describing it like the cartoon gas. Yeah. But then I'm like, yeah, a wet ashtray is pretty accurate. Um, So it, it has brought me some comfort to know that there are a lot of other people that yeah. are experiencing this. Well, so I hope the research. And I haven't known, I've known some people who've lost their taste and smell and it's come back, maybe not fully come back, but it's come back. But yours turning into more of a distortion is unusual. But I looked at the, there was a 2020 article in the Journal of the Medical, American Medical Association. And um, it said after four weeks when people had COVID and they lost their taste and smell, about 49% after four weeks, they had their taste and smell came fully back. About 40% had an improvement in the severity. But then there was this 11% that um, had, it did not come back and things even got worse and it turned into the parasomia, the smell distortion like yours. Um, so I'm in the 11%. You're in that 11%. Okay. You're, but I, I also, in just reading and preparing for this, I, you know, they said that they see sometimes this kind of thing with like brain uh, head injuries or yeah. brain trauma. They also have said it, while it's rare, there are other viruses that occasionally trigger this for some people. Mm-hmm. I've um, heard that. Yeah. But I, I saw the only thing that I saw about you know, how to regain it or what you could possibly do is the smell training, which you mentioned. But, you know, a lot of the the stuff in regard to the smell training was talking about people who just completely lost their smell. And getting it back. Right. So I'm wondering, does that work with the smell distortion? I think it is supposed to as well. And I should probably go see someone and (laughs) um, start this process because I'm, I was trying to you know, figure it out on my own, like by smelling my cinnamon and my lemon. And I also went to the chiropractor and started a laser thing, which nobody told me to do. Um, But I had talked to one chiropractor and he suggested that it might help because he was saying in a sense that like your smell receptors are damaged. And that is mostly what happens during COVID. So once they heal, that's when your smell comes back. Um, but I think mine's more of a brain issue than the smell receptor issue. Um, so we did the laser for several weeks. What is the, what is the laser? They use it to treat a bunch of things at the chiropractor, like, um, Bell's palsy. They've cured like a lot of that, but also just like 
inflamed knees. It deals with inflammation. I think it's supposed to reduce the inflammation. Are they putting the laser like on your face or is it just... So yeah, so it was understood that your smell receptors in that area around that part of your brain is inflamed, which made perfect sense. And mm-hmm. I think that is why I'm no doctor, but I'm over here like acting like I know what I'm talking about. That that's what has to deal with the loss of smell during the virus. But yeah, that, they ordered me these special glasses, kind of like these metal things you would look like in a tannin bed. Um, but a we, metal version? Mm-hmm. Like Sexy. super like thick metal. Um, and <laughs> I think we need a picture of this. <laughs> and they would rub it on my sinuses. And then we also did some like on my central nervous system. So like uh-huh. just he kind of ran it down my back and spine. And there was one point where I thought it improved. Um and I think it might have, like, made things not so strong of that hard-boiled egg shallot smell. But it just still didn't come back. Oh, uh, yes. There's, here's another way I described it, or you can picture it, is, like, something smelled this way, which is not, you know, some people are like, well, garlic, that's not so bad, or shallots. And I'm like, yes, but, like, poop? When, like, the dog would poop and I'd have to pick up the poop, that smells the same as the cucumber. So it's like you don't want to eat. Like, it's all just bad. So it's like. Oh, so, like, the association between poop and cucumber smelling the same. You're like, oh. I think I'm not going to eat the cucumber. Yeah. No, I think I'll never eat the cucumber ever again. (laughs) Ever. Yeah. So I have to ask, and, and I don't remember if you did this. So forgive me if you did. Did you try the burnt orange TikTok thing? I did. Uh, my friend Nicole Shaka and I did that. We did that around Christmas time. So that was like explain that because in case people yes. don't know. Yes, and a lot of people have sent me. Oh, that was how that was. There was another TikTok trend, which is how I ended up at the chiropractor. Um, the first one was the burnt orange, and some tons of people have you tried this? Have you tried this? I'm like, yes. You missed the video. I, it's on my Instagram. We burnt the orange. The idea is that you burn an orange, you mash it up with some brown sugar, and eat it. I think that would help some people if it was just like a mild taste issue because it kind of because it's such a strong flavor. Mm-hmm. I guess that's the idea. I could taste that; it tasted like a burnt orange. <laughs> that was not. I mean, that was not did, revolutionary. It, it did it not. Uh, it did not cure. I did that before my smell changed. Maybe I should do it again. That, I did that when it was just that I was having half capacity. Oh, yeah. So I thought it would that. make it you, That it would, like, awaken back. the senses. Mm-hmm. and Yeah. I have not tried it since it became distorted. Now, what's the and other the reason, TikTok? The other TikTok trend that went around was this girl, she said her chiropractor did it. Was she, like, put one hand over her heart and put her other, like, her finger touching her tongue. And then the chiropractor, like, thumped this area on the back of her head. What? And it all made everything click again and so that's when i went to the chiropractor i said stop i said this has to be complete bs but have you seen this and he's like no but yes that's got to be bs and he's like but then i but then then we went into still do it anyway i almost did i was like i won't show your face and i won't i'll say that this is my idea but um whenever we never did that, but then he, that was what when it hurt. That was when the conversation was like, "But there is this laser," and that's when I was like, "Okay, well, let's try that." I mean, yeah, I can see how like 
anybody offered you anything that potentially I'm willing to try anything. You. Yeah. I think, like I said, the answer is probably to train the senses, but I feel like I ain't got time for that. I feel like it is a long process from what I have heard where you get four to six items and you have to smell them and look at them and touch them several times throughout the day for several weeks. Maybe if I would have started that, I would be cured by now because I've been trying everything else and it's been way too long. So the smell I guess that could be my next thing. It's just what's so weird. But what's your, what you said about the the nerve receptors and the taste receptors and smell receptors is similar to what I, I read. And it says for the most part, it it just depends on like nerve regrowth and kind of those smell receptors and taste receptors learning how to communicate with the brain again. And yeah, I guess that's where I learned to just be like, now I'm just like, okay, I'm, I'm hopeful it's still just going to change because somebody had said, or I guess I read that that could take like 18 months for your smell receptors to completely regrow, like they regenerate or whatever, but it takes a long time. So do you wake up every day now, now that you're this far into it, do you wake up every day now thinking like, I wonder if I can taste, like if things are going to taste normal or do you almost forget about it now? I've kind of just forgotten about it until like every morning when I make my coffee and I'm like, damn it, it's still still here <laughs> still here <laughs> new day same story yeah tell me a little bit about I know because of your job you eat a wide variety of foods or like at least you have the opportunity to eat a wide variety of foods but what are your go-tos right now for lunch and dinner and are you eating the same things that you're that you're feeding your kids or are you choosing to eat something different because of where you're at I would say my go-tos right now, which could also aid in the weight loss, um, salad. Salad tastes really good. And it tastes normal or like pre-COVID? It, it tastes the most normal. Okay. I will have to pick out the cucumbers and the bell peppers if they're in the salad. But lettuce tastes great. Um, <laughs> and it really tastes good with a vinegar type vinegar-based dressing. Mm. Ranch does not taste good. Um, so normally I would like to slather my salad <laughs> in the fattiest dressing. But uh, so anything like kind of acidic is is nice. Um, I will, I guess what I've been feeding my family, like I said, is probably bland food. I mean, it's um, chicken and rice or I don't know, tacos maybe, but, like, I would douse it in a bunch of hot sauce. That's been another thing. Like, I've eaten a lot of Tabasco because that kind of covers things up. Does oh, it, yeah, oh, that makes sense. Does um, smell up somewhat? Mm -hmm. or Okay. And it was, and it's, like, not even as spicy as it used to be because. Huh. Um, Do you still get the spicy hot sensation or or no? Not as, it's not as strong. Okay. Um. But I will make, I will eat whatever I'm making them, and I just kind of, it's just like blah. It's just, I haven't had a meal where I'm like, this is so good. Yeah. yeah. And I would like to have that. So it's either blah or it tastes it's just smells fine. like the sewer. Yeah. <laughs> it's just fine. You know, my, my, um, my thing is the perfect bite. 
I do it at the end of every one of my videos and I try to put that combination together that's like amazing and I still have been able to enjoy a few of those so if I you know it's like if those are and I don't know if it's my brain telling you this tastes good but those actually taste pretty good so what about texture like are you drawn to specific textures or are you like repulsed by specific textures like you said salad and so for me i was like ooh, maybe like crunchy because mm -hmm. that gives you like some type of sensation yeah but watermelon and cucumbers and raw right. yeah it's weird no the textures really haven't played a part in my taste so interesting it's what about so other weird. melon like honeydew or cantaloupe have you tried those why would you um, even try them if you found it i mean why? i really I, just have i would just say forget this I could that's kind of what i mean questions about this yeah well yeah, I guess I'm just like, it's probably going to taste yeah. bad. Like, apples don't taste. The only fruit, yeah, like maybe y'all can make sense of this, but pretty much all, a lot of the fruits just don't taste good, except the things that taste closest to what they're supposed to taste like are things like mango and pineapple. Hmm. I wonder if that's the acidic thing. I, like, limes did not smell good, but lemons did. And then limes have started. I know, it. it's... It, <laughs> It's ridiculous, but berry of all the fruits, um, besides watermelon, any of the berries like strawberries are terrible, um, unless they're covered in chocolate. <laughs> you know what? I think what would frustrate me, just being kind of my type A self, is that none of this like makes makes logical sense, sense or like seems to. I, there's no rhyme or reason. Uh, I mean, or. I thought yeah, I was on to something when I was thinking, okay, the cucumbers and the watermelon, they're all in the same family uh -huh. of fruits or vegetables. You know, but then I'd be like, well, bell peppers aren't, you know, or like, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. It, no, that's the part that messes. It just shows yeah. how much this virus affects your brain. So is there one thing you can't wait to eat or taste once? Or you can't mm. even go there. I'm trying to think of what that is. You know, I love a good burger, but beef has been something that actually tastes close to beef. Like, mm -hmm. um, I, I'd say watermelon yeah. is what I really, I'm just like, I don't know who it would, whatever the type of doctor that deals with this stuff is called. But I just go, just how do I train my brain to taste watermelon again? Can we just focus on one fruit at a time? Yeah. Instead of like having to smell the eucalyptus and the lemon and the whatever. Right. Like, like just let's retrain. Let's just go watermelon on your favorite foods. Let's start there. <laughs> yeah. The ones that bring you the most joy. Yeah. And then we'll deal with the rest later. I would love it, especially because it's summer and they're about to start tasting really good. Yeah. Is I would just love a cold, juicy piece of watermelon. Man. And a, a good margarita. The, that has not been as bad as it was when it, this first started. I mean, I had to pour an entire margarita out. Oh, wow. Oh. Which you just, that's how, like, I don't do that. You know, I would just terrible. suffer through, I would just <laughs> suffer through it. Or same with the, like, picking things out of my salad. I would never do that. I would just, but it is that bad that I can't um, eat a bite of raw bell pepper. Have wow. you picked up any other habits that, like, or have you changed like habits. So I'm thinking like if you're not 
cooking as much uh, or you're not, you know, enjoying food as much? Like, have you found something else that brings you joy that you've gone, like, headfirst into? TikTok. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's probably taken up way more time than it should. Like, I should have said, oh, yeah, I do. Now, all this stuff with my kids or I, you know, now I spend <laughs> I mean, so much more time with my husband. No. I was hoping you were going to be like, I, I got back into reading because <laughs> that was bringing me joy <laughs> or I'd like to do, you know, cartwheels now. Yeah. Or, I should have. No yeah. judgment about what no, brings and, you joy right but, now. But it's, I don't even know if it brings me joy. For you that brings you joy. I mean, spending more time with your husband and your kids, like that, that can bring joy, but that's not. About you, I don't. I, I don't know if TikTok's bringing me joy, but it is occupying that time. That yeah. maybe I was, like, well, keeping your mind off things. Wow. <sighs> yeah. Well, anything else that you want to share or have just found when you've once you, you know, once you did make this public with your followers that you, you know, that you found among others who were having this. No, I mean, uh, <laughs> I would say, like, yes, if there is anyone out there that, I mean, I have appreciated people sending me messages, letting me know they are also going through this, because it's nice to know that if there's this many people going through it, then maybe the research is going to happen, and, or maybe they'll start to come out with something that's going to be helpful, or some solution to this, um, so keep those encouraging messages coming. Yeah. Yeah, it's nice to know you're not the only one. Yeah. But, God, I'm sorry if anyone else is going through this because it sucks. <laughs> well, thank you for coming to talk to us. Once I, I knew you'd lost your taste and smell, and I knew it seemed to be continuing, but I didn't know the full extent until I talked to you a few weeks ago, and I didn't know about the distortion. And when I found out, I told Briley, I was like, this could make a good episode um, just because we all, everyone loves food, whether you work in it or not. Correct. Or yeah. a dietitian or not. Everyone loves food and food is what brings a lot of people happiness. And, yeah. You know. I'm anxious to see if you get a lot of feedback of yeah. other people that have this in your audience and hopefully we'll do a follow up. Follow up. Yes. Where with I'll be cured really with some news. really good stuff and I'll have, you know, the solution for everybody. Yes. You have to come back. I will. Thank I you. I love for your candidness too. So okay, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Anytime, ladies. <laughs> and where can they find you on social media? Um, I know I should have all the platforms, but I don't I'm pretty good on Instagram. I have Instagram oh, is is where you'll find me the most, um, at Nicole McMom. Or, you know, the videos for all recipes on YouTube, um, and TikTok. There you go. I never thought I'd be a TikTok star after 40. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Nicole. Thank you. Enjoyed it. Thank you so much for joining us for the Happy Eating Podcast. I'm Briarly Horton. And I'm Carolyn Williams. If you liked this week's episode, then don't forget to rate and leave us a review on iTunes. And be sure to hit the subscribe button so you'll never miss a new episode. We can't wait to have you back at our table next week for a brand new episode. Bye. Bye.
The contents discussed in the Happy Eating Podcast, such as advice, studies, text, graphics, images, and other material discussed or presented on the site or podcast are for informational purposes only. Content is not intended to be a substitute for medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your mental health professional or other qualified health providers with any questions you may have regarding your condition. Never disregard professional advice or delay in seeking it because of something you have heard on the Happy Eating Podcast. If you are in crisis or think you may have an emergency, call your doctor or 911 immediately. If you're having suicidal thoughts, call 1-800-273-TALK, that's 8255, to talk to a skilled, trained counselor at the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline. If you are located outside the United States, call your local emergency line immediately.